with me, you never know what's going to come out of my mouth. Wait, what happened? Hey everybody! Hey there fellow space cadets! You're listening to Chris and Marco. And welcome to the Contrast Podcast, where we rehash some of our favorite destinations and spill the tea on some of our shenanigans. Join us as we attempt to pitch a tent on the moon. So buckle up bitches, it's gonna be one bumpy ride. So, students, 2014, terrible student, um, committed sports coach. It was around June, July 2014 when one of my campus pals, because we'd never actually socialized, or maybe on one or two occasions we socialized outside of university, but anyhow, one of my campus pals who was with me in quite a few of my, in my courses and lectures, in fact, and uh, who would, at times when I was sleeping, throw things at me um, or write things on me. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> nice. He showed me, because he was quite enthusiastic about American culture. And in particular, mm. there was a sports team called the San Antonio Spurs, who, if anyone isn't familiar with who they are, is a franchise that participate in the NBA, right? So that's basketball, American basketball. And I remember he showed me a video of the sports team. And you can find that on YouTube. It's called Tribute to the San Antonio Spurs. It's about six minutes in duration. And I'm not the easiest person to persuade at times. I can be quite stubborn, but he persuaded me to watch it. And I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, calm down. And... I watched it and I just thought to myself, wow, this is incredible because it was effectively a summary of their 2013-2014 regular season and they'd made it through to the playoffs and in fact they'd made it through to the finals and they were about to face Miami Heat, which they'd lost to for the last Ooh, two yes. finals against Miami Heat and the legend LeBron James was playing, I think, in both of those campaigns for Miami Heat absolute giant of a player in ability and stature obviously and a man yeah and i know you find him particularly good looking i think oh i love me some basketball players i love me a tree <laughs> i love me a damn tree oh, something to climb onto i'm telling you like a damn ladder i'm a fireman <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I like that. I like that. That's steamy, Marco. Tell us more. <laughs> well, as a fireman, you have to use a hose to put out the fire. God, everybody knows that. <laughs> I'm not going to probe you on that one. I think Don't. There's, enough, there's enough implied. So, I watched this video, yeah? And it was really inspirational because this team had had an incredible playoff season and they had really well performed to get them into the finals and it was a tribute to their performance and it was supposed to be kind of like a motivational film to get them through to the finals and hopefully beat Miami this time around and they did they ended up beating Miami Heat which was quite impressive I think they beat them 4-1 after losing Who was in the last the captain game at the, the time of year. that you know Tim Tim Duncan I think you sure I'm pretty sure I think he captained the team for was it Mr. Parker though? Because you know I like Mr. Parker. Mm, he's cute. Look, Tony Parker was one of the big three. It was Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manager Nobili, who Argentinian guy. Who I know he's one of, of my big three. Nah. <laughs> yeah, those guys, they spearheaded that franchise for I think collect I think together they were playing together for about over fifteen years as a triumvirate, which is super impressive. To have that amount of longevity. They really worked but anyways, well together, man. Damn, it's, yeah, it's amazing it's, what they did. Yeah. And look, I found it particularly impactful because I was 
coaching a team sport, water polo. And water polo mm. is actually quite similar to basketball in the way that the D is set up and picks and screens. The D is set up? Now you've got to educate. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? I can see you just took a nervous sip of your drink when I talked about the D. <laughs> I was like, what is this or now? Or were you licking your lips? <laughs> you, had, you had my curiosity, but now you've got my full-blown attention. <laughs> Blow my mind. <laughs> I'm moving along very, very swiftly from that one, Marco. <laughs> you know, but, fun. <laughs> but anyways, I think I'm probably laboring this too much. So the point is that I found that video to be really inspirational. And there was a particular soundtrack throughout the duration of that, which was quite emotive. You know, it's a piano. It's like a piano and maybe some, some string in some instruments accompanying it. And it's like classical almost in its sound very, very dramatic, and it was the perfect soundtrack for that six-minute highlight reel of this team and the way that they were playing basketball. And that immediately got me just enthusiastic about basketball, NBA specifically, and in particular that team, the San Antonio Spurs. And the fact that after watching that video, they went on to win was really, really cool. And that was something that sort of became a point of inspiration for me for the last few years of my coaching in 20, the re remainder of 2013, then 2014, 2015, and 2016, I would show it to some of my teams to get them inspired. I would watch it on occasion just to remind me about how the inverted commas perfect game, you know, in other words, the passing game is achievable in sport and it can be mm. beautiful. They call it the beautiful game, sorry. Um, I know that there's some football clubs, for example, like Barcelona, who also was said at a certain, in a certain era to have played the beautiful game. Yeah, anyways. So it became quite inspirational for me, but I, for whatever reason, I never considered looking up the soundtrack. When I wanted to be inspired, I'd just watch the video and enjoy the soundtrack. I don't know why I was such an idiot. There's no ex good excuse for that. But now fast forward. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. I know, poor form, Chris. Do better. So fast forward now. What's it? three and a half years to December 2018, right? And I was supposed to be traveling with my older sister to Milan. And the reason for us going to Milan in December 2018 was to watch an Italian, a world-famous Italian pianist perform, a person by the name of Ludovico Einaudi. I presume you've heard of him. Oof. Girl, now you know I love me a classical moment. I am such a huge fan of his work. He is one of my favorite composers. And I think I would go as far as to say he's perhaps my favorite pianist. So for those who don't know, he is, a, as Chris said, he's an Italian pianist and composer. And he trained at the, the largest music, which now currently is, when I last checked, the largest music institute in Italy, oh, wow. which is the Conservatorio Verdi in Milan. Mm, okay. And I know he basically kind of got to start out with classical composure, but he also moved on to like different styles, which I love in a composer when they can, you know, work on one type of genre, but then they move into something else. Because I truly feel a well-rounded composer yeah. must be able to touch on many things, pop, rock, folk. And this is something that Anari has done in his earlier and later years. And he's composed some film scores as well. Oh, has he really? Um, like what? I think he did. He's done um, the soundtrack for the Intouchables, I'm Still Here, and the TV miniseries, Dr. Zivago. So he is not an unknown yeah. person. And uh, he's actually quite well-known in the... He's quite prolific as well. Quite prolific and quite well-known within the classical music scene. And I know, I don't think I've actually... I know you know that, you know I love music. Yeah, yeah. So it comes, I don't think it can, And I've, my taste in music is quite eclectic. And I am such a huge, huge lover of classical music from Beethoven, Bach... To Ludovica Einaudi, to Eric Whittaker, to Stacey Gibb, it ranges. Mm. And when I mentioned earlier on that I performed at UCT, yeah. I was performing with, I used to sing for a choir. Okay, cool. And 
we were actually ranked 42 in the entire world. Shit. Yes, girl. Really? 42 in the entire Whoa. world. Okay. And the listing was the listing was 1,000 choirs strong. And we were listed 42 at the time. And I was performing with them, 42 at the time, 42, 48, I think. I know we were top 50. And we were ranked number three in South Africa. Wow. People don't know this, but South Africa really comes hard with choirs. Oh, my God. My alma mater. Isn't the most popular one the Drakensberg Boys Choir? Uh-uh, uh-uh. No? You're going, to, you're going to be very wrong there. Okay, correct me. Drakensberg is very good, but the University of Stellenbosch, man, they always, always, always place number one or number two at the World Choir Games, and this has been for the last few years. Their conductor... What? I kid you not. Their conductor is absolutely amazing. He's such a visionary. I had the opportunity to audition for him. I didn't make it. Spoiler alert. But that man's okay. arrangement is out of this world. Oh, my God. He's amazing. Mm. So, yes. To answer your question, I have heard of Ludovica Einaudi, a huge fan of classical music, so I'm very well-versed. And I know you're not particularly a fan of this type of music, but we're busy fixing your life. You're fixing my life. It's a long project, but it's underway. It's a journey. It's a journey. Yeah. Might take several lifetimes, but hey, that's, that's fine. It's my sack of salt to be. It's fine. <laughs> I could say so many things to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Don't. I want to know about your trip to Milan and your seeing Mr. Einaudi live. Before I jump into that, I want to ask you one question, right? Because <laughs> I didn't know that you had a set of pipes on you. Well, I could have guessed that you had a set of pipes on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> But Come I didn't sweet. know that you could sing so well. Come on. Well, you know, that's a bit of a stretch. Well, I know my way around sheet music and I know I, I know my voice. Well, you would have featured in the, 40 se the, the 42nd ranked choir in the world because you had something to contribute. If you couldn't. Yeah. That's a fair point. That's a very fair point to make. What's your range? I, I mean, I don't know technical terms. Um, well, technical terms. Well, I sang in what we would say was a traditional choir, which is S-S-A-A-T-T-B-B, which is soprano one, soprano two, alto one, alto two, tenor one, tenor two, bass one, bass two. So it's basically four female voices and four male voices. Mm -hmm. And mine was, when I was younger, I was a tenor one. I'm a tenor two now, but I can also sing bass. I can sing bass one as well. Oh, wow. So technically my range would be baritone. Okay. But like on the higher end of baritone. Like I've got a fairly good range. I can sing really low and I can go quite high and I can touch falsetto notes. But you have to catch me on a good day and I must not have had any milk for like three days mm. or something like that. Then you go catch my voice on a good, mm. good, good day. That's very impressive. Yeah. But unfortunately, Mr. Ainaudi has never done any choral compositions. And also, before we move along, I must say this because this is a flex. This is a major flex. Oh dear. Your girl, she was on a soundtrack and featured in like a TV miniseries that Tom Felton was part of. Yes, girl. Uh, mm. Here we go. Tom Felton. I kid you not. Uh, Malfoy. Draco Malfoy, right from Harry Potter. Yes. Mm. They were shooting at Yen Cape Town and the composer is a very well-known South African composer who moved to the UK and he came back and he knew our conductor and he was like, would you like to come on board and bring a choir? And we did it and we appeared and we got paid, girl. Hmm. We got paid. Oh, yeah? I got paid. Mm -hmm. Was it raining cash? Well, it wasn't raining cash, but I got paid to sing and I got paid to make an appearance, so I got paid. That's pretty cool. That's, that's very you know, cool. I like the money. <laughs> Yeah, you're still looking. You're still looking for a sugar daddy, aren't you? Girl, no, 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 no. I want the sugar, but not the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's listening, I want the sugar, but not the daddy, please. <laughs> Diabetes mellitus is a thing. There's only one person that gets that daddy title in your life, and in fact, it's a baby Maluma. daddy. Maluma. <laughs> Maluma. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Hopefully one day you get to meet him. That would be incredible. I know. Life is kind to me. I got to meet Jared Leto. Life is kind to me. I will meet 
Papa Jean. Didn't you say I that Jared Leto was in the waterfront and he looked deeply into your eyes? No, no, while no. He was I signing saw Jared Leto in the waterfront. I saw him there, but I actually got to meet him because, like, me, I'm never gonna give a famous person that shine. I'm always gonna act cool. <laughs> I see you out in public. I will make us if you are nothing. But I was at a T-shirt signing and. That was different. So I got to see Jared Leto once, but twice. So life is going mm. to be kind to me. I mm. am going to see Maluma because it is my life mission to go to Medellin. That's where Maluma is from. So I'm just going to pop over to Medellin and just be like, Maluma, baby, where are you? We've got a date. We've got a date. With destiny. <laughs> Dramatic. <laughs> That's so cheesy. Dramatic. <laughs> okay, Marco. For our listeners' sake, I feel like we've been stringing them along for the last little while. Yes, you're Let's edging dive us. into this. <laughs> Don't blame that on me. You're the one that's been taking us off on various tangents. Uh-uh. You were the one asking the questions, not me. You were like, I want to ask you one question. What is your range? Do you remember that? <laughs> I forgot that when I ask you for one question, you normally give me five answers. <laughs> that was, you, you clowned yourself. <laughs> you clowned yourself. But anyway, back. Okay, okay. So... This moment that I had in December of 2018 was all about experiencing Ludovico and Audi perform live. Jelly. So I was supposed to go, and I say supposed to, as you'll find out briefly why, with my older sister. We had planned, we were both living and working in Europe at the time, and we were due to return home mid-December-ish, the latter half of December, both of us. So we'd planned a little sibling trip and she had seen Ludovica perform live once before. I think it was in London a few years ago, a few years prior rather. And she was blown away and she wanted to share that experience with me and introduce me to classical music. Yeah, it's very sweet of her. They say that home is where the heart lies. Maybe that's true, but it certainly isn't specific. When I meet fellow South Africans on the road and I ask them what they miss about home, they always give interesting, but usually vague answers. For me, having traveled so extensively, what makes home feel like home has become very specific. Friends and family, Buckoven Beach, amazing gelato, a tasty butter chicken curry, and the best haircut in the world from blokes' hair. Seriously, I've had my hair cut in many countries, at the hands of very talented barbers, yet the fresh cut from blokes still tops my list, which is why I always make it my first mission after touchdown to visit Brian, the queen of cuts, and his dynamic team at blokes' hair to give me a style check. Otherwise, I just feel naked in the city. Why do I love blokes so much? Well, apart from the obvious, an exceptional cut. The music will get your foot tapping, the included espresso is on point, and the banter is always strong. If you're not a coffee lover, then you can even sip on a tasty bourbon or an ice-cold beer if you want to feel sophisticated. Choice is yours. So, if you find yourself in Cape Town and you're looking for a world-class trim, head on over to Blokes Hair at 57 on Main in Greenpoint. Give them a follow on Instagram, at Blokes Hair, or drop them a WhatsApp on plus two seven seven one four zero two four six six four. That's plus two seven seven one four zero two four six six four to book an appointment. Otherwise, hop onto their website, www.blokeshair.com. That's www.blokeshair.com to make your appointment. So she put together the itinerary for the trip. We were going to spend two nights together in Milan. The first night was kind of just for us to explore Milan and have a nice dinner. And then the second night was going to be the Ludovico concert. And then we were going to travel first class by train from Milano to Paris. Fancy. Yeah, but first class on SNCF or whatever it's called is not that impressive. Yeah. And... Then we were going to go to Paris and spend five nights together in Paris and then go to London for a night or two and then make our merry way back to Cape Town. That was the plan. However, as life often demonstrates, not everything goes according to plan. And unfortunately, her plans 
disintegrated or changed quite drastically, and she couldn't join me anymore. But the thing is, she had booked for a particular online booking platform. Mm. The devil is busy. Mm, the devil is busy. And you know, I think, where <laughs> this is going because you and I have traveled a lot. So what happens on some of these booking platforms is that they offer you huge discounts. Massive. Like 25 or 30, 30% off if you select you know, a couple nights or several nights. And they catch you because what you don't realize is that they alter the cancellation policy. Alter or they jack it crazy? Or they jack it crazy. I mean, if you're booking under normal prices, then there's usually like a, breathing a flexible room. cancellation policy. There's, there's breathing room. Yeah, yeah. Reasonable breathing room. When they issue these discounts and they lure you in, all of a sudden, the, that inflexible cancellation policy becomes stuck as anything. And then if you try to, to cancel or get, get a refund if you can't make it, Gone with the wind. Oh, then you get introduced to the red tape. Then the red tape is wrapped around you. And it's just unpleasant. Unfortunately, this is what happened. They probably on honest people. It's so sad, though. It's so sad. And it happens to so many people. Like, you think you know, and then you go on the south, boom. Yeah. The devil was busy. It happened to another friend of mine, actually, when I was living last year in Lisbon for a few months, a Swedish friend. He came to visit me for a couple days. Well, I think it was one day. And he had booked through this, the same specific online platform that we won't name. And it's a very reputable one. Like, millions and millions of people use it. So Let's not say reputable. Let's say infamous, not famous. Operating yeah, word yeah. is infamous. I got you. I You're got known you. for bad qualities. Yeah, precisely. Because you know I got that vocab <laughs> on Pat. <laughs> so it happened to another Swedish friend of mine with the same platform, booked at a special price, and then had to change his plans, couldn't get any refund. So it's just, hmm. it happens. You know, it happens to... So sad. It happens to people that are even well-traveled on occasion. If you The best of us. It happens to the best yeah, of us. Yeah, it certainly does. So this happened. She couldn't join anymore, my sister. And the accommodation was still paid for. I think I'd sunk in like a few hundred euros. So I just thought to myself, you know what? You're rich, bitch. <laughs> no, not exactly. But I just thought to myself, you know what? This is a sunk cost. I know that if I, if I decide not to go, there's going to be like three or so hundred euros that I just can't get back. So it makes sense to continue as planned and just make this a solo travel and try and enjoy it for what it is. You know, it's how often are you in Milan in the middle of winter and then how often are you in Paris in the middle of the winter? And hey, some of these old cities can be quite magical in the festive season. So I went, right? Yeah. And on that note though, I feel like there are these platforms that try and schnai you, or, you know, as like a colloquial term. But also, I feel like the same thing can happen with flights as well, not just accommodation. Oh, man, there are so many pitfalls. And, you know, I've been around the block a few times, and I usually try and tell people, I know we're living in the 21st century and, you know, blah, 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 whatever. But... I've traveled quite a bit, and even me, I've started running my numbers. Yes, I have, and I'm not, I'm not even halfway done. Yes, this is me flexing, but I, I, what think, are you on? I think I've racked, thus far, I've racked about more than 400 flight hours, and I'm not even halfway, Damn it. not even, not even, not even. You've overtaken me, you bitch. I'm not even, I think, 40 40% into all of my travels, like calculating my flight mm -hmm. hours. And mm. I can tell you, every single time that I book something or do something, I prefer to do it through a travel agent. I know that you, you do incur a little bit of cost, but we sink in so much money into these experiences that we buy into. And there is just so much value. When things go wrong, there are so many times when I have been in a pickle where I could call my travel agent home and just be like, girl, I am just not having the good time. And you know what? Home has got my parents. So I just take some moment and I'm like, girl, 
I'm like, go. You gotta go see the travel agent. You gotta go give her some money. My, my mother is so sweet. My mom is seriously the best. Even if it's like one in the morning or something. Sis no, she needs to be on call when I am abroad because I am her only. <laughs> I am her only child. I am her. That's I am her ridiculous. only child and grandkids. So she needs to make sure that she must do what she must do. So I, I sometimes I'll be like, mom, you uh, need to go and you give money there to the people because I need a flight or something like that. Seamlessly, everything is sorted out. I feel like if you, there's a few things that I tell people. If you can't afford travel insurance, go, you've got no business traveling. I've been in a situation, unfortunately, where I've needed to tap into the travel insurance without a hitch at work. I've been in a situation many times where I needed, like I said, a flight booked yeah. last minute or whatever. And you know, when you're in that flurry and you just don't have the, the, the moment and the space, I just hand it over to someone and someone deals with the situation for me. Yeah. But if, you know, you don't have a travel agent around you, I advise people, mm. book with the airlines directly. Like, go to the actual website you are going to sometimes pay a little bit more yeah but you've got the peace of mind even though those people they can also be a little bit funny to deal with because airline people they are smoking some good stuff and they're not sharing shame on them and if you're going to like a hotel or something like an airbnb go directly to them don't work through like a site and 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 because you're going to see some amazing specials but most of the time, it just leads to a lot of disappointment. Yeah, then you just need to read all the fine print. And I don't like doing that, so I let someone else do that for me. And look at your, your trip. I mean, you and your sister, I've had the pleasure to travel with my sister. And at such, even till this day, it's such an amazing bonding experience for siblings to do that. And we had a travel agent that handled everything for us. And our experience was seamless with our age. And you and your sibling was robbed of this experience. And I'm just like, shame on these sites for prying on good people. Man, shame on them. Seriously. We're not, we're not going to tell people what to do, but we, we pay for the experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I certainly, when I'm, instead of using some of these online flight search engines or even apps, I'll search on some of these flight searching apps and then if I find a really good flight, because I mean, it's, it's simple, you know, they, they scan everything out there and then they present options to you. And then once I find a good flight through that main mm -hmm. search engine or you know, the app or whatever it is, then I go to that specific airline company and usually I'll maybe download their app or something. So I've got like a few, I've got maybe mm. like five or six different airline apps on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a whole section of my apps. phone that's just for flights. Um, and then I'll go through there and I've got accounts with the various airlines and it's, it's best to do it that way. But anyways, where were we? Where were we, Marco? Milan. Milan. Milano. Ciao. Your age is showing. Ooh, don't come at me with that one, Marco, because you're just around the corner. You're officially older than me now. <laughs> well, that's not something I can ever escape. Yeah, no. That's life. What are we going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. That's your deal to deal with. I'm just the younger one. <laughs> yeah, well, what can you do? But anyways, man, so let's carry on. So, Milan, I was there by myself and it was very cold. But I still had a really good time. In fact, I was put in contact with somebody through a mutual network of friends who was a local. He was a student studying in Milan and we chatted on Facebook and I met up the first evening that I got there. And he introduced me to the aperitivo culture in Italy, which was not something I was too well acquainted with. You know, the kind of between the hours of six and eight, if you go to cafes or restaurants or whatever it is, and, they, and you order some aperitivos like a Negroni or a Americano or some kind of drink, they just bring out platters of food for free uh-huh bread yeah yes. yeah they bring out like little little pizza squares and oh, i like nuts those little pizza and squares. meats and it's not it doesn't cost you a dime and it's not tacked onto the bill or anything like that 
So you can just go around to different cafes during that aperitivo hour. I love Italy. I know. And you can have, what, a full stomach by the, by the end of those two hours. <laughs> and, um, and not having paid for a meal. It's incredible. So sign me up for that. Amazing. I just need to find gluten-free snacks. That's the only thing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Fix your life. Sometimes you can also just drink a teaspoon of cement and harden up. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I met up with this guy and what was very cool is that he'd shown foreigners around before. So he on his phone had notes, <laughs> like extensive, extensive notes about Aww, which place. Yeah, which restaurants to go to, where the student district was if you wanted to try and meet some and interact with students where the good bars were, where the good nightclubs were, where like some of the key sites were. It was super, super extensive and very informative. So shout out to that guy. He really, really helped. So that was cool. And then <laughs> I have to admit something quite shameful to you though. Mm-hmm. So what I have to admit is that I wasn't too keen to go to this concert alone. I really wasn't. Hey. Because, you know, it's a world-famous... Virgo. <laughs> it's a world-famous Italian pianist who was going to be performing in a very, very special theater. Very beautiful. And I was going to be suiting up, proper suits, and I didn't want to be there by myself. So what do you do? I unfortunately <laughs> went on to a particular... Swiping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, God, come through, mama. <laughs> particular swiping app to see if I could perhaps find some company for that occasion. Because <laughs> I had a spare ticket now, you know. I never get that type of swipes, though. Free concert tickets? Y'all need to start swiping correct, though. Because, <laughs> man, there's free concert tickets out there. I know. And in retrospect, I did everything wrong. I should have changed my... My bio was something to just be like, I have a spare ticket to Ludovico and Audi. Maybe I would have got more, more hits. But anyway, I managed to connect with someone and met up with them on that first night. And market was a nightmare. Carl, take us through the tea because I've never had a, let's just say, a swipey date that went good. I've never had a good swipey date. Now, you know about the yellow one. I use the yellow one. Okay. I told you about the yellow one that I used. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Named after the insect. I caved and I'm bored and I re-downloaded the yellow one again today. Coincidentally, <laughs> I re-downloaded it today. Yes. God, I caved. I'm bored. I'm bored. God, but you know what, though? I've, I got some very weird text messages on this yellow site or this yellow app <laughs> that I'm on. But I must say, Sis's profile is looking very cutesy-bootsy. I had like about, I think... In eight hours, 600 views. Yes, girl. Oh, wow. Yes. Look at you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might potentially have, you know, like a situation ship in a few hours. <laughs> but we'll see how this thing goes. Friday night funk. <laughs> you, you know, just to check if, you know. Systems check. I won't say systems checks because I know the system works. <laughs> You know, I download the latest operating system and everything. I know the system works. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, you know, the yellow app has been much better and kinder for me than the, the swipey one. Because the swipey one, I have not gotten any free tickets at all. <laughs> and I deserve that, you know. So, did you take Mr. Swipe with you to wherever you went? And what was the date like, though? I want to know about this date. Because knowing you, girl, I know you. You laid it out that night. You got dressed up, you brushed your hair, the whole thing. You do brush your hair in general. I'm not just saying that, but you do. And, you know, I know you look cutie booty. The skin is always popping. Stash is always in. The whole beard fantasy is always there. So I'm sure you, you, you put a good foot forward. I did. I wore my tanned leather elder shoes. I had a white collared shirt. Girl, she's starting with the shoes, mm-hmm. bitch. And unfortunately... It was one of those classic things where it was just a false impression online. And I thought that this person, I thought that this person looked a little different and I thought that they were not Oof. as um, eccentric, let me be polite, eccentric as they actually were in person. <laughs> when we say eccentric, read weird. <laughs> so I met up with this girl 
I don't know if I want to disclose where she's from because I don't want to create some kind of stereotype. No doubt, please. Just to say it was a Scandinavian country. I still want to go visit there. Now you're blocking me when I go there. <laughs> it was a Scandinavian country and it was one on the far right of the geographic. From Jamaica? You know, Scandinavia, Jamaica? Yes. Mm. <laughs> what? Where does Jamaica That's come from? That's what we're going to say. <laughs> Scandinavia, Jamaica. She was from Scandinavia, Jamaica. Sc so people don't know where she's from. She's from Scandinavia, Jamaica. Okay, okay sure. Because I must still go to certain places. You don't block me like that. <laughs> anyway, we met up at, like, in the student district at a really nice cocktail bar. Quite trendy. And as soon as I saw her and chatted to her, I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those occasions where this is not going to be pleasant. But the thing is, right? You know me, I'm a polite guy, and I'm, mm -hmm. I aspire to be a gentleman, even though it's... No, you are a gentleman. I'm going to give you that props. Always opens the door for me, and that's just me saying that so that you can continue doing that. Yeah. Because sometimes, I don't know if I must push or pull, and other times I'm in heels, and I don't want to push or pull because I'm already battling to be on my feet. And then more often than not, you're pushing and pulling, but that's not doors. Let's just say, you know, if, as in your words, if you don't push it back. Anyway, continue. <laughs> continue. Continue. That was, that was a cheeky, that was some cheeky banter from when we spoke about Melbourne, I think. Yeah. Um, anyways, so, yeah, I'm, I, let's just say my mother's raised me well. And I'm of, the, I'm of the persuasion that if a girl puts in X amount of time, however long it takes to get ready to put on makeup, to look good, to smell good, to whatever for an occasion, then it's seriously a dick move just to turn them away after five minutes. Agreed. So, yeah. So I kind of, arguably I didn't use my time that well. I should have perhaps done something else. But I just entertained the conversation for a couple of hours. And then it started to get quite strange because she was making some serious advances and like Ooh. serious advances and I was not having it at all, but I was trying to be like nice. And this to say that that first night was just quite weird and unpleasant and yeah, not the best experience. I can just so hear I, this. Oh, I'm not feeling so well. I had some gluten. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. Why would you throw that back in my face like that? <laughs> Because gluten intolerance just doesn't appear out of nowhere. <laughs> I love you, though. I love you, I love you. It's fine. I love you, though. <laughs> I tell you, Marco, you should have seen the state I was in after Oktoberfest. Woo! With all that, yeah. Hey! Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So. Fail. Epic fail. No date lined up whatsoever. It's going to be Chris on his ace on that second night for the Lidovico Concert. I love it. And I what can it. you do? It. You know, just walk with your back straight and your chin up. So. Say it from your chest, honey. Yeah, that's it. So the next day, I just went to a, like a workspace cafe, which I, and I really like those concepts, especially when like there was mm. one in Paris that I found. I can't remember for the life of me the name, but I think it's a chain. And it's cool because you pay like 25 euros for the day from eight until Eight, I think it's 12 hours, and you can have whatever you want. Whatever you want. Coffees, you help yourselves out to um, little cakes and cookies, and I was in heaven when I was in Paris, because you know me and my appetite. Oh, yes. Yeah. You like to snack. You yeah, like the cookie damn monster. <laughs> so that was cool in Paris, and then I found a similar-ish workspace in Milano, close to my hotel, and was there for the most day just banging out some admin and grafting on a particular creative project that I was working on. And in these shared workspaces... So you paid to work. I'm just getting this correct for the listeners. He paid to work. No, you paid to eat. And you just happened to work. You know, tomato, tomato. It's still red and it's a fruit or a vegetable. It's all about the appraisal. You know, it's all a matter of perspective, Marco. Like most things in life, it's how you look it's at it. It's how you look at it, yeah. But you paid to work. You clowned yourself, but okay, it's fine. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> so I was there, right, minding my own business, sitting at a shared table that I think could accommodate four people. And lo and behold, a quite cute girl came to sit down next to me. And we started chatting a little bit, and I 
learned that she was from Canada and that she yes. was studying a I'm about abroad. that life. And we... <laughs> I love I'm Canadians, man. <laughs> love those people so much. Hey, from Canada, eh? <laughs> um, they're such nice people, generally speaking. All the Canadians I met have been seriously cool. I have never met a Canadian that I don't like. And some of my best friends that I've made a, along the road, Canadians. Mm. Mm. So anyhow, we chatted a little bit and I was working and, and she was grafting as well. But she told me that she was studying for a test later that evening and we had some back and forth banter, a little bit of humor. And I was going to be going to this concert that night and I had no one to go with me. And so I thought to myself, this girl's really cute. She seems quite nice. Maybe, maybe I should not? invite her. But she was laboring this point that she was studying for a test that evening and she was quite stressed, X, Y, Z. So I have to confess, hey, I chickened out. My God, you didn't close uh, the deal? I guess I raised you better than that. Well, look, I know, but I just, I calculated that I, I the likelihood no of her saying no. And I know, I know, I know. It was silly. I should have just asked. There's no harm in asking. But I think at that stage, I was just a little bit more, I was considerably more shy for whatever reason. Mm. So I had an opportunity to ask someone cute and nice and I, and I panicked and I didn't. So You clowned yourself. Next time that ever happens to you again, you pick up your phone, you put on the selfie camera, and you be like, who am I not to? Because <laughs> you disqualified yourself. You disqualified yourself, friend. To be or not to be. I start quoting Shakespeare at myself. Uh-uh, no, no, no. Screw him to be. <laughs> That's yeah. me. I said that to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, Tinder date nightmare when i had an opportunity i panicked so let's just say that milano i was on poor form maybe it was the cold weather i don't know us cape Tonians don't thrive in zero degrees celsius so i can't blame the weather though <laughs> um that evening i did suit up and i did put on my tan leather elder shoes and i did yes look fresh and i went yes and i did feel a little bit awkward being there alone everyone was like there was mostly couples of various ages and demographic backgrounds and it was just Chris on his ace but I sat down in this yes. very very special auditorium or amphitheater no, audit, sorry theater theater and then the man himself came on to play Ludovico Einaudi where was the performance though before we get into that where was the performance because you know the spaces in italy and that part of the world generally it's man it's absolutely effing beautiful so before we get into this performance let's set the scene correctly sir you know we can't edge the people and then not paint the whole picture so it was actually at a very famous theater as you would expect you know a, a very prestigious of course theater is fitting for a man like Ludovico and Audi. So it was the Teatro del Verme. I think I pronounced it. Oh my God. Yes, goddess. You know that place? Beautiful, beautiful structure. Well, you know, I'm a bit of a architecture buffoon and I like, I like things old and I like to think I'm an old soul and because I like classical music and, you know, these theaters and I also like acoustics. And yeah, that's a whole long thing. But I have heard of the Teatro del Verme. I've never been to Milano. Mm. But I think I passed through it, but it was not anything, whatever. Yeah. But I have, I have heard of the Teatro del Verme. It's a very popular theater in Milan. And one thing that does stand out for me with regards to this particular theater, though, is that, it's, first of all, it's older than day itself. Let's just get that out of the way. She old. I think it was built like in like the early 19th century or something or late 18th century, something like that. But... Oh, wow. So it's like 200 years old. During World War II, Sis was basically bombed and basically only like bits of it survived. Went through a bit of like a, a facelift. But then it was not basically used like for a cinema for like a, a while, then kind of like died out in popularity again. And then... It went, like in the early 90s, it went through like another, um, like another transformation, if I can say that. Mm. It is now the space that we know and love and, you know, people that love classical music and performances. It's now the space that we know it to be. So in the early 90s, it went through reformation again. Mm. 
and it's now this amazing concert venue for plays and dance performances and like exhibitions and conferences as well. Yeah. So it's a really beautiful building. So if you ever do find yourself in Milano, check what the hell is going on at the Teatro del Verme. It's always top class at whatever performances they you know, have got going, going on there. It's surprising that it's, it's lasted this long because from what I understand, it survived an aerial bombing during World War II by the Americans. Yeah. And then as if that wasn't bad enough, yeah, then it was stripped of all of its metal parts by the German army when, when they were occupying Milan. But in my words, you can't keep a good bitch down. You just cannot. <laughs> you just cannot. Yes. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> On a t-shirt, a t-shirt it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great minds think alike, Marco. We're making that a t-shirt. <laughs> the question is, do we block out the IT with two asterisks? Oh, no. No. It's me. It's got to be the whole word, baby. Oh, wow. The whole word or nothing. I like it. <laughs> That's going to happen. So I had actually decided to treat myself that evening. I had a really good on you. Tough year. Yeah, I'd had a really hard year of working uh, in Europe, in the maritime industry. And I just wanted to kind of treat myself. And for the most part, I'd conducted myself in a pretty pretty gentleman-like fashion throughout the course of the year and I'd stayed true to my values. I was like, you know what, Chris, you deserve a reward. So I found out a really nice restaurant. I can't remember the name of it. I wasn't paying that much attention, but it was very nice and I had a lovely glass or two of red wine and I had the nicest mushroom risotto in my life and nothing and no risotto has ever compared to that one. Oh, cute. Yeah, basically. You took yourself on a date. Yeah. I love yeah. this. More people should do I mean, that. It wasn't my, my first choice, but I kind of decided that under the circumstances, you know, treat yourself, Chris. So I went and I had a lovely risotto and a nice dining experience. Cost me a little bit. And then I proceeded to make my way over to... Treat yourself. Yeah. Then I proceeded to make my, say, my way over to the theater. And then the man himself came on and dropped an absolute oh, yes. bomb for... Oh, excuse the pun. <laughs> wow, that wasn't intended. <laughs> the man performed such an incredible set. For it must have been about an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes Oh straight. my God. That must have been straight. absolute heaven. He had some, some musicians who were performing on, I think a couple of violins and maybe a cello or something accompanying him. And I think that was just the, just the four of them, if memory serves me well. And they played straight for like an hour and a half at least. And I was just blown away. And then he obviously got an incredible round of applause from all of us. In of the, course. He's in the a theater. master. I don't know what the capacity was or how many people were in the audience at the time. It must have been several hundred i would presume i and think the capacity of that the of the theater del verme is like if my memory serves me, it's a thousand four hundred and sixty something mm. in that region one mm. one and a half thousand people easily yeah i don't know if it was fully booked but it may have been it may have been actually i'm sure it is it's ludovico enaudi go like yeah. in the in the classical music you know circles he's very very popular he's very like, well regarded I, yeah I'm, I'm downplaying my love for classical music a little bit here. Hello, everybody. This is Chris, your esteemed co-host and proud member of Team Contrast. Welcome to the Contrast podcast, where we chat shit about life and travel and everything in between. We are two friends who prefer to live life on the road. And no, we're not homeless. We just love the nomadic lifestyle. And over the past few years, we have journeyed to about 100 countries collectively. Marco and I both got grounded in Cape Town, South Africa this year and figured it was the best time to kickstart something bold. An opportunity for you to live vicariously through us as we dive deep into the archives of our travel history. And man, do we have some entertaining travel tales and outrageous banter stored up for you. Disclaimer, this is not the Discovery Channel or National Geographic or even the Travel Channel. 
If you're wanting a travel guide, then you've come to the wrong place, my friend, even though we do throw out great insights along the way. Finally, do you like what we're doing and want to see us continue? Check us out on Patreon for exclusive content. We have different tiering options ranging from ad-free episodes, bonus episodes, and saucy Patreon-only shit talk from as little as $3 a month. But it's not for the faint-hearted, all those with sensitive ears. Back us on Patreon so we can continue creating just for you. Find our web link in the episode description. And while you're on your phone, you may as well follow us on social media. Check us on Insta at The Contrast Podcast and Twitter at The Contrast Pod 2. That's at The Contrast Pod 2 for great visual content. Also, browse our website at www.contrast.net.za to stay inspired and to sign up to our newsletter to keep your finger on the pulse. I have to confess something before we get back to this. Yeah. I've got this really bad habit, not bad habit, but it's like a habit that I have. You know, like I obsess about things and you know also that I, (laughs) and you know also that I cannot sleep. Like I suffer from really bad insomnia and most nights I will stay up late and I will watch YouTube videos of performances Mostly choral, sometimes classical compositions or like ensembles and things like that. And I will choose one specific song and I will listen to different people performing it. And I will criticize the shit out of it. Like I will be so bad because I've got a very good technical ear. So if I listen to something... Like if it's a choir, for example, I will be able to say the section was weak, the section was strong. And I literally will spend hours and hours obsessing over one song. And <laughs> I'll just be like, uh-uh. y'all, y'all just, y'all just messed. Y'all just messed up in here. And I listen to something else hmm. or like a different, like different choir. And I absolutely. I didn't know that about you. That is why I was up this morning. I was up at like 4 a.m. listening to um, a song by a very famous a Spanish conductor, a composer, his name is um, Ola Hale. I don't know how to say his surname, but man, his stuff is fucking fire. Send and it over. I will send it over to you. It's absolutely amazing. I love this piece. I absolutely love this piece. And funny enough, my favorite performance of this specific piece is by the choir, which is based at the Royal Holloway. Yes, girl, I did that. Oh, wow. Because that is an actual institution. Such a good performance. I will send it over to you. This is an absolutely amazing piece, but I'll stay up late at night and I will just like, I can't sleep and I'll listen to different compositions and be like, this choir missed, this choir did that, this choir did that, and whatever they're not. That's why I say Ludovic Canardi, he's very well known and very celebrated in yeah. the classical music circles. Yeah. Everybody knows him. He's like a, he's Everybody a maestro. Everybody fucking knows him. If he's performing, it's sold out. I don't even yeah. need to check the numbers. It's sold out. Go. Yeah. It's sold yeah, out. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I can't remember specifically, but you most likely correct. But I'm always correct. Uh, calm down over there. Take a sip of your gin juice. Okay, okay. <laughs> so he got a serious, serious standing ovation. I think it was for like five minutes that the crowd was the crowd was on their feet, clapping and cheering and whistling because it was praiseworthy. And then he left, and the stage dimmed. And I thought that would be the end of it, but I think this must be a regular thing from him where he comes back out solo without any accompanying musicians on string instruments and just proceeded to shred, absolutely destroyed that piano for a further 45 minutes. It was dumbfounding. It was dumbfounding. Oh my God, yes. But the thing is, Marcus, I'd never attended an event of that sort before. I'd never, I'd never listened to a live performance of a classical instrument or, of any sort. So it was very new to me and it was quite strange, but I'd, I'd made a very purpose, purposeful decision to not listen to any of his music before going to that concert because I wanted to be surprised. I wanted to be surprised, mm. which is, again, that was unique mm. to me because if it was... Mumford and Sons or whoever it was that I've seen perform live. Quite a few people in Cape Town, actually, international artists. And then 
you know, being in Europe, I've seen some really good DJs, which we spoke about in, for example, our Beta episode. Mm -hmm. So it was, yeah. it was novel for me in that I had purposefully not listened to any of his music and I wanted to be surprised. I wanted to be transported somewhere. I wanted to allow myself to be hijacked in a moment and have a transcendent experience. If it were to happen organically, I wasn't sure, but I wanted to be open and just let the mystery and the magic take me somewhere. And that's precisely... And I know, what an I know, I know. Man, I'm, gonna, what an I'm certainly going to do that. I want to make a, uh, I want to make a mission to seek out more performances by musicians that are playing a classical instrument. And I want to do what I did with Ludovica. Well, you are speaking to the correct person. Girl, I am plugged in in the local senior. Girl, I've got so many things that I'm going to take you to. Hey. Bitch, you're going to be so angry, but you're going to sit <sighs> silently next to me and you're going to weep in silence like the rest of Good. us. I like that. Please sign me up. Sign me up. I want to do more cultural things. So the thing is, right, that I wasn't expecting to hear a particular song because I didn't know it was composed by him. Ah. And the song that I heard, the song that I heard, and it was like an extended version because it was a live performance, was so beautifully and intricately woven into his set. And the song was the soundtrack from that San Antonio Spurs tribute. Go by. And I was just like, what the actual? I was not expecting that. Clearly, I was ignorant. I'm actually... Shivers, shivers, bitch, shivers. Yeah. I've got shivers right now. I know. A video that had meant so much to me. I've already explained the context. And the soundtrack of, you know, was so emotive and so rich in emotion. I didn't expect ever to see the composer of that perform live, especially not in such a grand venue like the Teatro del Verme. My Italian is shocking. And same. Yeah, it just blew me away. I was transported. But even so, that particular song was special, a very special moment for me. Goosebumps, tearing up. I was just like, this is remarkable. But that whole set, that whole hour and a half set, and then what followed the 45-minute encore, however long it was, I was just in and out of various states of consciousness. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like I was just, I was concentrating on the music. I wasn't concentrating on the music. I was just, my mind was just adrift, just adrift. And allowing my soul just to be, taken on a journey and it was remarkable truly a unique experience for me i never thought that i would have gone to a performance like that and that i would have had such a remarkable experience so to anyone who's listening to this even if you are a intense hard rock metal person or if you love if the only thing you listen to is electronic music or rap or whatever it is allow yourself to be surprised by the classical genre and Put yourself out there because you never know. It just might blow you away. But don't say things like that. I'm going to flood you with so much stuff. You're <laughs> going to be angry with me. Oh, my God. I did not know this about you. And this makes yeah. me very excited because I yeah. got some stuff that I'm going to blow your mind with, though. You know what? We're going to do a little, cute little playlist and we're going to share it with all the listeners. Mm, I can just see myself curating this. Yeah. Yeah, please. I, for example, one of my... One of the things I really want to do is go to, say, London, for instance. And I think the, the Globe Theatre is, is around still. It was renovated. Yes. Yeah, and I'd yes. love the to Globe go Theater see. The Globe Theatre is very much around. I want to go to London and I watch like every, well, not every, but I want to watch my favorite Shakespeare plays. That's something we have to do. I'm still on the fence about that, but we'll see. Okay, well, don't come with then. Uh, but it's London, and the Globe Theatre is in South London, and you know I like South London. <laughs> yeah, it's an occasion for people to see your legs, Marco. No one else is showing leg there. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm not going to say what I wanted to say. But... <laughs> <laughs> You're in sin. I know. You're in sin. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are running out of time. So I'll just say this one last thing, right? Incredible experience. Super impressed. Blown away. And my sister, who is such a sweetheart... 
felt really bad that she couldn't join me on this occasion because it was her idea. And unfortunately, her, her travel plans were thwarted by her, by her job. So it, it, it just couldn't be done. I, did, I don't hold her accountable, really. So she, <laughs> being the generous person that she is, felt bad and just booked spontaneously to tickets for Ludovico and Audi to perform in Lisbon the following year. Oh, wow. So it would have been for March in Lisbon 2019. And we did go. And there is a <sighs> lot that happened. And let's just say that I had such a good time that I ended up staying in Lisbon for four months. So I tell people when they say to me, when they ask the question, why did you go to Lisbon? I always have the standard answer. I went to Lisbon for a music concert and I stayed for four months. But Jesus. there's a lot more. I know there's a lot more that happened and that is going to be a saucy, saucy episode. That's going to be a conversation I'm looking forward to. I'm feeling a series, but okay. Mm. Oh, Lisbon's, Lisbon is incredible. But Milan is the focus of tonight. So Milano needs to steal the show. Well, you know what? The, listen to that. The thing that comes to my mind is like my sister needs to step up her game. I also want to see Ludovica and Audi. <laughs> so, girl, if you're listening, holla at your brother. <laughs> like, I love that. I'm not, I'm, you think I'm joking. I am not joking about this either. I know you're not. That's why I love it. But, man, I so thoroughly enjoyed the journey that you took us on this evening. It was absolutely mind-blowing. And for me... I, I usually travel with a purpose and sometimes the purpose is something so protracted and so out of the way that people are like, what the hell? And usually it will be something silly like a song or something like that. So I understand a destination being tied to an artist. I have many, many stories in my arson where I, you know, where I've done, where I've done something similar like this. But I think the one thing besides all the Ludovico and Ali talk and classic music stuff, you go, got me wet, girl. Ooh, you made me queef. <laughs> but I will, say, I will say this, though, is that, you know, you got to say yes, though. You have to say yes. You have to bet on yourself. Like yeah. listening to you. And I like, I absolutely like what you did. You were in a situation where... Am I going to go? Am I not going to go? You said yes. And look where it got you. Yeah. You did disappoint oh. me, though. You did disappoint me a little bit with a Canadian girl, though. You clowned yourself, though. <laughs> I raised I you better than that, though. I raised you better yeah. than that, though. <laughs> but I hope that you and the listeners could kind of look at this experience and take away that you got to say yes because every single... Oh, I'm going to make a basketball... You know, little um, analogy. Yeah, Tony Park, you're listening to this girl. You must, <laughs> yes. you must every single shot that you don't take. If you don't take it, Dang. you don't make it at all. God, that's a t-shirt there. But you got to say yes. Me, I live my life in a yes. I don't know who told me this. We are sure of a no. So let's work towards a yes. I like that. And that's something that stuck with me. Actually, I remember who told me this. this is a Colombian guy. Ooh. He always told me that a no is certain. We, we, we know that the no is there, but we don't know about the yes. So let's work towards the yes. That's cool. So bet on yourself and, you know, go for it. So your whole journey in Milano was just, I think that your experience with Ludovico and Ari the first time, I think it should have been on your own because I know how that goes. Like it's, yeah. man, it's fire when you, I remember the first time I ever saw the Stellenbosch University Choir perform. It was very similar to what you did. Really? It was shivers down my damn spine. It was shivers down my spine. Wow. So I understand that. And, and I was on my own. So take yourself out for the dinner. Take yourself out to the movies. Bet on yourself. See the places on your own. Because mm. you don't know what you're missing out on. Well, that's a wrap for today, everybody. If you enjoyed our conversation, please leave us a five-star review on your preferred streaming platform and drop us a spicy comment. Also, we got you covered with saucy social media content. 
So check us out on Instagram at The Contrast Podcast and on Twitter at The Contrast Pod 2. That's at The Contrast Pod 2 for all of you little tweeters out there. So get involved, everybody, and spread the word about us, The Contrast Podcast, to your friends, family, and colleagues. Share the love, you space cadets. And remember, don't be good when you can be great. Great.